This is West Beach of the Plasmatics, and when I want to check out all things KISS, I listen to Tom and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. That's right. We're back with another episode of Dorm Damage, the show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This week, we're taking a trip to the mall (laughs) and visiting Tape World? Record Town. Yeah, but remember remember when tapes became popular, they just took off the Record Town sign and put up Tape World. (laughs) (laughs) No, what was the other one? It was Music Land. Music, music land, yeah. Sam Goody, strawberries. Strawberries was the goat because in, in was, around the was, Boston it, area because it was a standalone. It wasn't in a mall. Yeah, and then you once Tower Records came, and then of it, course for us in the Boston area, Newbury Comics. Yep. So we're gonna get into all that. We're gonna talk about the fun and nostalgia of actually going to record stores growing up, right, Zeus? Oh, absolutely. So nowadays, everybody is oh, you're streaming stuff. I, I don't want to get into a streaming conversation, but it's different. There was nothing like going with your parents to the mall and then seeing that fucking crappy overpriced. Like, oh, that's where they sell music. And it whether it be, like you said, Record Town, Tape Deck City, I don't know, <laughs> uh, whatever they were. And you would just run in it. It's like everybody's toys and they're just all there for you to peruse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And and the I mean, the probably my favorite thing about going to the record store was the surprise and just pure awe when a new album was released and you had no idea that it was coming out. Bang. You, yes. You'd, you'd, you'd walk in and you'd be like, Holy shit, the new Sleazebees album came out. <laughs> like, like you like honestly, Half like you rocks Honduras unplugged. <laughs> un- Pretty boy Floyd plays fucking Beirut. Like, I you know, like like but you'd walk in and you'd like because I remember you would always You'd, you'd see the big cardboard cutout displays for the big albums, you know, like the Poison, the Bon Jovi, Def Leppard. But then for like some of the small bands, you'd be like, all right, I want to go see well, what's going on with Van Halen. So you flip through the V's and you'd be like, oh, like what's this album? And you flip over and be like, who's this lead singer? Like, yeah. what the fuck happened to David Lee Roth? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like that was how you discovered stuff. It, it was amazing because when you when you would get there, especially at our age, when you first start getting as a teenager and you're in middle school yep. and now you're buying records. Yeah. And it's not like you're limited. You have nothing. You're starting a fresh collection. Yep. So you could walk in. I just remember how I got back into Kiss and what it was like to go to the mall and just constantly run into stuff that I never knew they had. 
I didn't know. I didn't see killers at all places. I didn't see fucking. Uh, I certainly didn't see music from the elder. But yeah. once in a while, I would see a solo album. I'm like, oh shit! I remember looking through because I always would go to the Kiss section. And by the time I was seven, eight years old, Kiss was kind of dead. It was Unmasked, Elder, and all that stuff. And I remember flipping through and seeing the Unmasked album. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is no one talking about this? What's this album? And I flipped it over. I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. Like, I've never heard any of this. We and- talked about that. I thought that was them taking the makeup off. Right. right. That was the album. Must have been. Right. But then you'd flip, but but then in the in the you don't, but then you'd also see Destroyer and Love Gun and Dynasty and like, oh, okay. And you'd be like, what is this? This this must not be good because every time I come to Record Town, it's sitting here in the bin and no one's fucking buying it. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then and then between the record stores and then the other the other way you got your news. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Was And they sold them at record stores, too, but they also sold them at, you know freaking newsstands or it was obviously you know the hit parader and rip and kerrang and fucking circus and that you those two things combined was that was like your only source of information and obviously the magazines are like outdated they're published and by the time you get it like a month has gone by yeah i used to take the uh the bus the 77 yep. arlington bus that would go into harvard square yep and i would go and I would go to the famous, world famous Harvard Square 
newsstand that you would go and I would buy the three magazines, Hit yep. Parader, Circus, um, Metal Edge, mm-hmm. and then maybe a Guitar World, even though I never played guitar, but I like to see who was there. Yep. And it was a ritual for years. I would do it. I would get on the bus by myself. A lot of the music, the hair metal music and stuff, like I was buying that on my own. I was doing this shit, collecting that stuff on my own with no other person to go back and forth with. But I love that shit. I would have my VHS ready to record right after school. I would yep. tape Headbangers Ball. I would tape. And then uh, who's this fucking guy? This band looks cool. I like that song. Never heard anything else. I'd go and try to find the cassette. And then besides the mall stores, I would go to Harvard Square and I would go to the Newberry Comics there. And what was that other place there in Harvard Square? That other record place there. It was strawberries. And I think was it it was Newberry Comics and Strawberries, right? There was a tower. Later on, there was a tower record. Eventually became a tower records down the street. But it was strawberries and Newberry Comics. And Newberry Comics is where I first started seeing the combination of music and pop culture. Because I remember in 1989, what would that make us? Uh, 16. 16. In pop culture. And all I saw were Batman the movie stuff there. Mm -hmm. What is this doing in a record store? I didn't understand it, the combination. And, you know, Newberry Comics would have the posters. They'd have this. They'd have fucking dead Kennedy shit everywhere. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is this crap? But I fell in love with it. And just you could spend hours there and make it like appointment visitation. Like, I'm there. I'm going to go there for a couple hours. I'll be back later on this evening. The big thing, the the big thing for me, once I got my license, the big thing for me in high school and then eventually even into college was across the street from the Burlington Mall, there was a standalone Newbery Comics and a standalone and a standalone Tower Records. And then a Taco Bell went in there, Tom, and life changed. Yes. (laughs) But I remember I would go to both. Tower Records was always more expensive. It was near the Sears. There was a Sears tire and fucking shit over there on the other side of the mall. Yep. 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 So but Tower Records was the first place. And they started doing this in the 90s. They used to have a big blackboard behind like the cash register area. And it would tell you the new release dates. Yes. And you'd, and you'd be like, and you'd stand there and be like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. All right. So the new Pearl Jam record. Okay, cool. And then you'd mark it down and be like, I got to get to Tower Records on June 8th because the new Pearl Jam. Like that was the first time I remember being like, holy shit. Now I know when stuff is coming out. Because in the eighties, you'd you'd walk into the store and be like, "Well, oh, there's a new Def Leppard album." Oh, okay, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. know that was coming out. Tower Records was that first place I remember. And and Newber actually Newbery Comics started to do it too. And it was usually behind the cash register. They have a big blackboard with the artist, the album, and the date. And that was how you kept up with all that. Now, I mean, again, we're not gonna we're not gonna. This isn't a comparison episode here, but obviously things have changed. But I try to tell my son. And Newbury Comics is still around, but right now, 99% of a Newbury Comics is pop culture shit. It's anime, it's uh, yeah, you know, it, pop uh, figures, board games, coffee mugs that say, I like, I love to fart and stupid yeah. shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I know, I know. I mean, but but they do still they do still sell some music. So my son loves to go there. We'll, we'll go there. He comes home on the weekend or whatever. We'll, we'll take a ride. And, and he gets that feeling of like going into a store, like looking at physical media. Um, because that was, and I know we're going to sound like old men. I'm, you know, if we have younger listeners, they're gonna be like, what are you talking about? That sucks. Just open up Spotify. Like, no, 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 you don't get it. 
it was yeah. it was a it was literally in strawberries was was a whole different thing. I mean, obviously we grew up with strawberries. That's different because it wasn't in the mall. There was another place along the malls past Woburn. You would go past mm-hmm. the Burlington Ice Palace, and there was a service merchandise there. Oh yeah, yep. And the strawberries was over there too. There was that one. Was that's Plaza. right. That's right. right. Next so to the, the next to the Chinese food restaurant, the <laughs> Royal Hawaiian. Not walk and wool. No. First of all, why is a Chinese food place called the Royal Hawaiian? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But the food was good. They had good poo poo platters. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing is, like Newberry Comics is now like the king of why do you have that? That's like, all it is. It's a thing that store. you do not need. Right. And you're like, I have money, just take it. Yeah. Buy stupid shit that you don't need. Why you don't need a plush taco? Like a stuffed ta- like a stuffed animal looks it's a taco oh, with two eyes. Oh, a retro Mexican jumping beans, whatever those things were. Right. Like, That's what it is. Or the or the, the world's smallest hairdryer keychain. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing with that? Like, yeah, but you're right. You're right. Yeah. So the other place was that I used to visit the Tower Records over by, like you said, near the Sears, across from the Burlington Mall, yep. that little plaza, and the Taco Bell came in there. Yep. And then the Tower Records on Com Ave. Oh, God, dude. The four store. So I got to I gotta preface why I love these places. So I, as you know, by this point, too, I'm in the hair metal. I'm into fucking Kiss. I'm all into that. But there's one artist that made everything different for me, and that was Elvis. Mm-hmm. So Elvis has... If you think it's hard to collect like certain things, imagine the fucking compilation collections you have to come up with. And not that you there's songs that you don't have. It's just like, I need to have this in my collection. Right. I would go to the Tower Records there and they would have sections upon section. And I would be like, okay, don't have it. Don't have that. Have that. Have that. Don't have this. And then grab them. It was nonstop appointment visit. And I couldn't get enough of it. And I loved going there and finding all these weird Elvis compilations. I started to get into more 50 stuff and box sets. And that was the other killer. When you can find box sets of stuff that you're like, oh, shit. Mind you, the ones that you didn't have to rip off from Columbia House or BMG. That oh. Tower Records that, that we're talking about, that was what? Four or five stories. It was it was yes. a high rise building. It had an escalator, elevators, and each floor focused on a different thing. And yep. that place was just that like, whole jazz it, section. It, it was just rock it, section. It, everything. It, it was it was Disneyland for for music fans. You could spend literally a day in there. And yeah. we used to do that. My but we used to take the train in into into Boston and be like, all right, let's go get something to eat. And we'll just go to Tower Records. And the next thing, oh, three hours are gone. Yeah. And then you, I used to have this little cheap parking spot because parking there was a bit. Oh, yeah. Yep. And when I would go to this Tower Records, there would be the magazine store on the first yep. floor. You'd go there. And I'll never forget the first time I, I saw a celebrity in there. They were having them sign stuff. I'm like, who the fuck is this idiot? And who was it? It was Marky Mark in the oh. Fresh Bunch. Oh. Oh, the funky bunch. Oh, you better fresh. get. You better. You better get that right. Marky Mark the and the Fresh bunch. Beat. You're thinking of the Fresh Beat Band. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> the Fresh Beat Band. We used yeah, to they used to be called. Them. They used to be called the Jump Arounds. Oh. And, and, and the and that white kid was. Parents are like, I think he. I saw him throw up gang sign. <laughs> Dude, that was the corniest. 
most awful kid show of all time. The Fresh Beat Band. <laughs> we oh, could do an episode. That's just a whole episode on children's TV shows. The Fresh Beat Band and, and Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Dude, what? what, what? I'm I went just to a Yo Gabba Gabba. I'm just laughing at Yo Gabba Gabba. That fucking character that didn't have elbows and his arms <laughs> yeah, would just yeah, fucking yeah. wave around like one of those things outside of a car. There's a party <laughs> in my tummy. So yummy. So yummy. Remember that? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to have nightmares. Dude, I went to a live show of that. <gasps> I would have had nightmares. He was there. Bismarck. He, he's part of their gift, that show. And he signed Natalia's backpack. <laughs> I can't even believe what that's doing. <laughs> And it was the it was the backpack of the guy with the no on with yeah. the no fucking elbows, not the dildo guy, the red guy. <laughs> they all look like dildos. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back on track here. Yeah. This, so I wanted to. I, I do want to talk about the the strawberries over by Wellington Circle. Okay, I know you're talking about Medford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and of course, and of course, we're talking regional here. So, but the one thing that I always remember about strawberries, it's so funny. So you walk in, and it's a pretty big place, and it's got the bins with the, the you know, with the records and uh, CDs weren't a thing yet. But then all along the wall, the perimeter of the store was all the cassettes, and I'll never forget this: the cassettes were behind plexiglass to prevent people from stealing them. But throughout the plexiglass, there were little holes in there. Okay. And what you would do is you would try to, you would grab the cassette that you wanted and drop it down onto this little conveyor belt. Yep. You'd tell the cashier, I just put a cassette and he would press the button and it would, the little conveyor belt would go to the cashier and be like, oh, okay, yo, you're going to buy Van Halen. I'm like, I look back at that technology. And I'm like, that is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, it, and I'll never forget. But Strawberries was because let's be serious. The mall. I always remember the mall record stores were wicked expensive. Like record price. Record time was absurd. Yeah. Strawberries always had like more cutting edge stuff. I think they may have had like release dates as well, mm-hmm. like on like a whiteboard or something. That place had like more. I mean, look at Strawberries. We were in college. That's where we found extreme close up on VHS. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Strawberries is gone. They're all gone. The only thing that's still around is Newbury Comics. And I think Tower Records reopened online. It's only a web based store now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's ugh, it's too bad. Yeah. Glory days. Absolutely. As, as your favorite artist used to sing. Fuck him. <laughs> We're not doing a Bruce Springsteen episode ever on Dome Damage. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> on that note, he's out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 